Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. being in the presence of the Lord experiencing his goodness and his love and his and his mercies if you experience the mercies of the Lord aren't you glad that they're new every morning that you don't have to live off of yesterday's mercies that God has something special even this morning for us from his word I want to learn to wait on him more waiting in his presence so this morning let's talk about that let's talk about waiting is what we do say it with me waiting is what we do i don't know how this series started it just happened just a few weeks ago and the lord changed my heart on preaching uh one sunday about three weeks ago and it changed to a missions uh service and and the message ended up being missions is what we do and then the next week, the Lord's moving on my heart, and we end up talking about prayer, and praying Praying is what we do. Last week, we end up talking about serving is what we do, and today, we're going to talk about waiting is what we do. And this is from our, our uh, series that we've been talking about, uh, Growing in Generosity in 2022 of our Time, Talents, and, and Treasures. So as we get started this morning, let's grab our Bibles, and let's say the Declaration of the Word. I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sounded good this morning. We make that declaration because we want everything that we do, everything that we say, be based on the Word of God. Not on man's thought, not on man's opinions, but on the Word of God. His Word is transformational, amen? His Word changes us. His Word strengthens us. And something that we'll learn from His Word is that we have to dig in and wait on the Lord. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to take our attention to the the book of Psalms, chapter uh, 27 this morning. We're going to walk through this, this passage with this idea of waiting, and you'll have to wait till the end to really get to capture this thought of waiting. This is a Psalm of David, and you'll see some emotion that is in here, the confidence in the Lord. And so I made it very simple on your outline today. If you have one of those, if you haven't, you can get one in the, in the foyer real quick, but uh, you'll see in the top right hand corner just our, our thoughts, uh, with the, the verses and, and, and you know, at the end, we'll fill in some more blanks on what, how we how we apply this. Let's begin in, in Psalm chapter 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. What a fitting song we've already sung this morning. I, I almost got up too early because when we were uh, singing the, the, like the second song, I'm like, it's got the word light in there again and the salvation. And it's just like the Lord is doing something again this morning. And, and so I declare with David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Someone say that with me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And so if we know that, he goes on, and who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I 
be afraid. So with this, I want you to have this thought. The light drives out fear. When we have the light of of the Lord, the, the light of his word, it will drive out fear from us. Driving out fear. God help us to, this morning. There's some that's are in this in this building that needs to hear this this message. Lord, I pray for every heart to receive this because there's some that are bound and, and caught up. Uh, there are some people that are uh, that are that are struggling that are dealing with life issues and and they're letting the enemy give them a, a spirit of fear. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. Lord, help us be overcomers in this. You don't want us to you don't want us to cower down in fear. But we understand that your light is a power. Your word is a strength and and I'm not going to be afraid. This light drives out fear. And that's what you're wanting to do today. Verse 2 says, when the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, my enemies and foes, they, they stumble and fell. Perhaps David is reflecting back uh, when he had this battle against Goliath. Anybody remember that story? In 1 Samuel chapter 17, especially verse 44, Goliath is taunting David. And he says, I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds and, and to the beasts of the fields. And maybe David is thinking about this when he's writing this. When the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, when my enemies and foes, they st- but they stumbled and fell because you're on my side. You're the light of my salvation. You're the strength that I lean on and, and you're going to keep me. Though the, an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not Fear. I think we sung about the heart again this morning, did we not? Uh, Lord, thank you for the power of song and thank you for the power of your word that encourages us that we don't have to fear. So the enemy, this is what the enemy wants to put into us and into our hearts. Instead of having hearts of courage, he wants us to have a heart of fear. But we come against that with the word of God because the light drives out this fear. Verse four says this. One thing I have desired of the Lord. Now you got to hear this. The light drives our desires and destinies. The light, uh, this word is what drives, what guides us. Uh, It drives our desires and destinies. When you get the word in you, when you let the light shine in you, it's going to change your desires. How many knows our desires need to be led by the Holy Spirit? Our desires need to be led by the word of God. Our desires need to be led by Jesus. Not our own, not my will, but your will, oh God. Lord, let my desires line up with you. Let my desires be in tune with what you're saying, what you're speaking, what you're doing. Let my desires lead my destinies that are ordained by God. How many knows that our steps are ordered by God? How many knows that, that he's created us? He has a plan. He's pre, he preordained that we should walk in the, that's a, in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 that he, he's got a plan that we should walk in those things. So Lord, I want my desires and I want my destiny to be lined up and it's driven by your light when I follow your light. One thing I have desired, O oh Lord, that I will seek and this is what he's saying. This is what my desire needs to be. This is what I want it to be. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What David is saying, I need to be in the presence of God. Nothing else is important right now. I need to be in your presence, oh God. I need to be in, I need to be in the presence with others worshiping you. I need to be here because you're doing something. And at this moment, at this time, at, 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 
at 11 o'clock uh, on a Sunday morning uh, here in, in Portage, our, our focus needs to be right here. What are you saying, God, this morning? What are you wanting to speak to us? My desire, not, it doesn't need to be thinking about what I'm going to do at 2 o'clock or, or at 3 o'clock. My desire needs to be right now. What are you doing? What are you speaking right here? Because he has a plan and purpose. And so, Lord, I want my desires to line up with you. Let the light of the, of the Lord's word shine upon our hearts right now. Lord, let my desires line up with you. This is what David is saying. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. I don't want to be out there. I want to be in here. I want to be under his protection. I want to be under his wings. Does that sound a little bit familiar? Those who hide under the wings of the almighty, right? We find shelter in you. This needs to be my desire that I'm in your presence. Nobody can give you that desire, right? You have to stir it up. God, I want my life to line up my life to line up with you. Lord, stir this up within me that all the days of my life, I want to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I want to find out things that you want me to know, but it comes by desire to be in your presence and in the house of the Lord. I, I can't just get it in this world. I've got to find this hiding place in you. This is the, the desire that David has when he begins to say, you are the light uh, of my salvation. You are the way of, of my path. And because I know this, I want to get in your presence more and more and more. How many could use more of the presence of the Lord in your life? I know I can. I, I, I've got to. I've got to be intentional about that. I, I've got to seek after that. I've got to pursue after that. Lord, I want Your presence in my life. Verse five says, "For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion." How many knows that there's trouble out there? We're not going to escape this trouble, but God's going to preserve preserve us in this time. He's going to keep us. He's going to protect us. But we've got to have our heart right in the right place. We've got to be following after the Spirit. In this time of trouble, you're going to hide me in your pavilion. David is using all the words he can to come up with the presence of God. He's talking about the tabernacle. He's talking about the temple. He's talking about the pavilion under the shelter of God. He's trying to say all he can. Anybody's listening. He said, any way you can get a hold of this message is you need to be in the presence of the Lord. You need to be in the house of of God. You need to make this your dwelling place. Uh, this shouldn't be just a, a Sunday morning experience in the presence of the Lord. We need him on Monday and Tuesday. You, you've heard me give that spill before. We need him every day of the week. It can't just be a Sunday morning experience. Lord, I want to hide myself in you. I need to be under your safeguard. I need to be under your pavilion in the secret place where the enemy can't come in. Uh, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Uh, he's going to keep me on a solid foundation. I'm not going to sink into, into sand. I'm going to be set firm. And, and I know I can have confidence in God this morning that he has got my life and he's got your life in his hands. Uh, the enemy can try to steal, kill, and destroy, but that's not the end of that verse in the New Testament. But God says that I've sent my son, Jesus Christ, to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. You can have that life if you're hidden in Jesus Christ. Uh, you can have that confidence if you keep your, your keep the word, the light alive in you. The trouble is going to come around. The, there's a time. The enemy is always on attack, but we are safe in his pavilion. Verse 6 says this, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his, in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Seems like a, a shift has taken place 
David at the beginning saying, I, the Lord is my light and salvation. He's celebrating, but when he gets down into here, he's starting to say, the enemy's now around me. They're all around, but even in the midst of this, I recognize that I'm going to offer a sacrifice of joy. How many can testify that sometimes offering a sacrifice of praise and joy or offering those things is a sacrifice? I've got to, I've got to dig in and it takes some, it takes some energy. It takes some strength. It, it takes some emotions that I didn't have when I first came in. Anybody had that transformation when you come into this place today? Maybe you just didn't feel like it. But as we keep pressing in the Lord, I'm going to offer you the sacrifice of joy. There's an important phrase right there. Not just a sacrifice of praise, but a sacrifice of joy. How many needs to offer some joy up right now to the Lord? He deserves it. Say, well, I didn't bring any joy with me. You better start digging down in your pocket and finding some joy and in and, and, and your heart. God, I want to give you joy because this is what you are. Go ahead and smile right now. That'll help you have some joy uh, right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, I have the joy of the Lord because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yesterday, we were here at the church with uh, Sister Veronica and her family. Her her uncle passed away, and there's a family celebration. And, and you know, there's always, it, it, when you know someone knows the Lord, in those dinners there can be a, even a time of joy celebrating the life. Well, Veronica has a brother. His name is Jason. And, and if he would come in the room, I wouldn't have to point him out because he's the guy with the biggest smile. I, I met him for the first time yesterday, and I'm like, I mean, every time I saw him, he had this smile on and that's, that was, that was Joyce. And he also drives a big monster truck and it has, and, 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 and he does this for a living and through the mud and it's got Jesus, something about Jesus on the side. I haven't seen the truck, but he's testifying about Jesus. He's a, he's a big guy. He was standing by Ryan. They're about the same size, uh, and, but he's, he's smiling. And I said, you know, I'm envious of your smile. Because I don't have that. I, I, I know I can put a smile on, but there's times, and you've heard me testify this before. That's not a testimony. It's really a, a confession. I don't know how to smile all the time. It's just, and I get that. Like They're like, what's wrong with you? There's like, nothing wrong with me. What's wrong with you? And, and, and then I, and even when I tell a joke, I don't smile. That's intentional. But, but what I'm saying is I, I like, when I see people have a smile, I'm like, I wish I had that because it looks like there's joy behind it. That's what this world needs. They need to see the joy of the Lord. But we've got to offer this up to God to have this joy. God, and, and, and still, and I pray this a lot for people. It just on my heart when I'm ministering to people in the altars. Like, God, give them the joy of the Lord because this joy is the strength that they need right now. When they're discouraged, when, when they're praying for their lost loved ones, when they're praying for their prodigals, and the enemy's trying to steal the joy and bring in depression. Don't let depression take over your joy. Don't let discouragement take over your joy. This is something you've got to work up and this is how you do it. You sing songs of praise. Uh, you read the word. You take confidence in what God is saying that he has made us uh, more than conquerors in him. We've got to tell ourselves this because if you listen to the lies of this world, uh, it will defeat you. But if you listen to the promise of the world, it will lift you. And Lord, we want you to lift our joy up. Let it be a sacrifice of praise this morning. So this is what he says. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. 
We've got to come in with that mindset. I'm going to sing praises today. I'm going to sing with all that I got. You want to help this praise team? They do a great job. But you start singing with them, it motivates them. Let's press in. Let's press in. Let's press in. Because we're not doing it for one another. We're doing it for him. But we do encourage one another in our praises. Uh, we encourage. Anybody have been lifted because of somebody singing around you and their their praises going up? You're like, I want some of that, God. I want the, what they're experiencing. And I want to let you know God has enough to pour out his blood blessings on everyone in this room, everybody watching online. It's not just for one or two. He blesses everyone. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse seven says this. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. You see this, this conversation that's going on. He's saying, I know that you've protected me in the past, and, and I believe that uh, there's enemies around me right now, but I'm going to keep uh, you in front of me, Lord. Have mercy on me, just like you've had mercy on me in the past. Have mercy on me again right now. I want to let you know that the mercy of the Lord is with you today, and he'll be with you tomorrow. And this is what David is trying to say. Lord, I, I can't let you. I don't want to escape from your presence. I don't want to escape from your mercy. I need you with me every day. I know I'm going to need you tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but you need the mercies of the Lord to get you through it. And you can have this confidence that you will have the mercies of the Lord because they are new every morning. And this is what he says. The Lord says, seek my face. And my heart needs to say this. And this has been our verse, right? It's Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart. See, when you have your heart guarded, you know that I can say, the Lord's going to strengthen my heart to seek you because I'm going to declare, I will seek you. Nobody can make you seek the Lord. No one can make you do this, but you declare in yourself, I'm going to seek him no matter the way I feel, no matter what I've been hearing, no matter what I've been experiencing, I'm going to seek after him. I'm going to press in. I'm going to know him. I'm going to seek your face and it's going to take some time. I'm going to learn to wait because waiting is what we do. I know that the, the Lord is not in a hurry. He's never too fast and he's never too slow. I'm the one that gets anxious. I'm the one, but that's what the scripture says that, our hearts shouldn't be anxious. We need to learn to wait on the Lord. Verse 9 says this. David's praying out, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. He, he declared, you have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. I'm remembering again, you're the light of my salvation. I need you today. Don't leave me. This is not a, not a plea that you think God's going to cast you out, but he's still saying, I recognize God. I need you every day in my life. I, I need you today. I need you this afternoon. I need you tonight. I, I need you in the morning tomorrow. I need you. Go ahead and say it right out loud. Lord, I need need you. Say it again. Lord, I need you. You are my salvation. Don't leave me. Don't, don't let me feel abandoned. I love one of the pictures. I don't know if you saw it in, in the buy a tree change life video. There's a, 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 a young lady that's there. She's now a doctor. Uh, you saw the two pictures there, uh, and, and she's in, um, Cambodia. She was abandoned. I don't know if you saw it underneath her picture it said abandoned, now a doctor because, uh, some believers went in and, and they changed a, a community over. They built a city. They began to declare the, the name of God as the light of salvation. This young lady who was abandoned without hope is now a doctor ministering to other people. I want to let you know Jesus has never abandoned you. God has never abandoned you. He has has a purpose. You may feel like you've been left alone, but God has a plan and purpose for your life. He has not abandoned you. He has pulled you in. 
Verse 10 says this, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me into the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me and such as breath out of violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Do you see what he is saying? That the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy is basically what he's saying. But I have kept hope. I have not lost my heart because I put my confidence in you. I would have lost heart if I didn't keep my belief in you. I would have got discouraged if I didn't keep my hope in you. I would have got depressed if I didn't keep my joy in you. Do you realize we've got to keep everything in Jesus? Don't take it on to yourself. He says to us to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. I don't want to be discouraged. I give you my discouragement. I don't want to be depressed. I give you my depression, God. You're able to exchange it. And we used to trade, we used to sing trading my sorrows, right? Uh, and I want the, the joy of the Lord. Uh, I want the shout of, of victory. I, I want the dance of confidence and the dance of victory because God, the greater is he that is in me that is in this world. And I take courage in these passages today. The light drives our desires in our destinies. How many knows that God has a right path for us? He has the right plan for us. He has a, the right place for us. It's, I will see your goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we're not a room full of dead people. We're a room full of people who have life. Our sins are dead. Our sins have been taken away, but our spirit is made alive. We are alive in Christ Jesus. So let me give you this verse that is the crux of this passage. And I want you to hear this. The light drives our courage to wait. The light drives our courage to wait. This is what he ends this, this song with. He, he says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait. I want us to break down that thought a, a little bit. This is what Strong's definition is, uh, 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 the reference that most people go to to find out what does this word mean, and, 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 and this is what he gives. It, it means to, to bind together. You know, that doesn't sound like waiting. We'll just hold on. We'll bring this to, to, a, uh, to a good picture. Collectively and figuratively, it means to expect. Go ahead and say that with me, to expect. Isn't that what you do when you're waiting? You're expecting, Right? Mothers who are waiting in that delivery room, they're expecting to deliver. There, there, there's an expectation. There, there's a waiting time. You, you have an expectation while you're waiting, waiting together, looking patiently. Terry, wait. Uh, here's another little breakdown uh, uh, on this word wait. It's it probably originally that meant twist or stretch with the idea of this tension of enduring. So think about this. Uh, we, we talk about a three fold core can't be broken. What, what is a, what does that rope look like? It's, it's woven together, right? It's twisted together. It, it's stretched for, 
for endurance. Now it can take the tension because it's been bound together and it's made. The purpose was to be stretched. A rope just curled on the floor doesn't do anything. What do you do with the with the rope when you know it's strong enough? You tie it to something. You pull something with it. You, you, you suspend something with it. You know there's going to be tension in the rope, but you have confidence that the rope's not going to be broken because it's been bound with other with other fragments. It's been strong enough to withheld the strength. I want to let you know that God has a, a place for us in him, that he's binding us together, that we can be strong together. And we got to learn to wait because we're going to go through times of tension, but we're not going to go through times of despair because he's going to bring us through. But there will be tension, but we can endure because he's given us the strength to endure the, the tension. Here's what Charles Spurgeon says about waiting. Wait at his door with prayer. Wait at his foot with humility. Wait at his table with service and wait at his window with expectation, expectancy. Help us, Lord, oh, wait. So I want to give you this thought, this idea about this, these cords and, and, and this threefold cord. When God twists my desire, the first one, and his will, the second with the power of the Holy Spirit. You see this? When he twists my desire and his will with the power of the Holy Spirit, I can wait. I can endure the tension and have great expectations that he will strengthen my heart. Isn't it all goes back to the heart? Uh, how many needs your heart strengthened every day? Uh, I've got, uh, I've got it. And we've talked a lot about the heart. If your heart's not all the way in it, you're not going to be all the way in it. That, that's how we're speaking. Lord, I want my heart to be strengthened. But I know that if I learn to wait on you when when i'm yielding my spirit into your hands and i learn to wait when god twists my desires and and he mixes it with his will and the power of the holy spirit i can wait someone say i can wait if you ever anybody have somebody who's been impatient you're like you need to wait i can't wait anymore but you need to learn to wait i can't Anybody ever been at a restaurant and you waited long enough like I'm going someplace else? I've left before because I'm like, I'm not waiting anymore. I'll go down the street and wait there. <laughs> it, it never works out, does it? We got to learn, Lord, help me wait. And, and this much more, Lord, I want to wait. I don't want to get a hur- in a hurry. I don't want to get in front of you what you're doing at this moment, at this time. And, and, and we'll never apologize about our, our worship time. We're, we're going to wait on the Lord. There's times that we don't get to, to share the message or we go into another song because we're waiting to see what God is wanting to do because he wants to strengthen us. Because when we allow him to twist our desire that is bent on him with his will for what he wants to do and the power of the Holy Ghost. How many believes in the power of the Holy Spirit is, a, is alive for us and that he's active and he's moving in, in our midst and, and he desires to move in our, in our congregation. When we allow him to mix these together, he's going to give us the strength to wait and endure the tension. And I love this part and have great expectations. Say it with me, have great expectations. If you don't have any expectations, you won't receive any. I want to come in with expectations. Every time I come into the house of the Lord uh, on, a, on a Tuesday night prayer meeting or a Monday morning prayer meeting or, or Thursday morning, I, I want to come in with expectation. God, we're going to hear from you when we begin to pray to you. And, and, and there's, there's sometimes that I know we cast our cares on the Lord, but there's times that we need to just wait and give him the praise that he deserves. Anybody get a refreshing when you just give out praise and, and not problems? 
We're really good. It's really easy to pray problems. Lord, you see what I'm going through here. You see what's going on here. You see what I'm messing with right here. God, I need you to fix this. I need you to fix that. I need you to fix them. And, 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 and you go through all that list. God, help us get past the problems and into the place of praise. Because the more that we praise, we forget about the problems. And God is able to take care of those things. So when we allow God to twist our desires, I know I'm saying it again, but someone needs to catch this. When we allow God to twist our desires and his, and his will, with the power of the Holy Spirit, I can wait and endure the tension and have great expectations. So you ready to do the Bible? This week, I want you to read Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 31. And I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, give me the endurance to wait and have great expectations That you have called me to serve your kingdom and share the truth that you are the mighty deliverer. Hear it again. Lord, give me the endurance to wait. And have great expectations that you have called me to serve your kingdom. And share the truth that you are the mighty deliverer. How many knows that he is the mighty deliverer? How many has been delivered by the mighty hand of God? And if he's able to deliver you, he's able to deliver the people that you're praying for and the ones that you're loving on, the ones that you're caring for, the ones you have a burden for. He's a mighty deliverer. We begin to claim that right now. God, you're the mighty deliverer. So, Lord, help me with this endurance to wait. I need to learn to wait on you because I want it done now. I know there's some passages that says immediately, but there's also some that talk about waiting. Lord, we can't, we give these to you. We don't know how to balance this out. All I know is I want to keep my faith and trust in you. But Lord, I need your strength to help me with the patience to wait. Uh, I need to learn to wait. Uh, I've got to learn to wait on you. Waiting doesn't mean not doing anything. Waiting is, is being actively patient in our doing. Waiting is not just sitting back and saying, oh, I can't do anything. Until, no, we, we are still seeking God. We're still being faithful to what he's calling us to do. We're waiting for the answer to come in, but we don't stop working. We don't stop serving. We don't stop praying until it happens. We keep on doing these things. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 40, just a couple of verses before we close. Starting in verse 26, Isaiah is saying, lift up your eyes on high. This is this word of encouragement to us. This is what you need to do. Lift up your eyes. David's saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He's looking at at that, that Jesus, or that God is his light and salvation. The Lord is his salvation. Isaiah's saying, you need to lift up your eyes and see that God is on our side. And see who has created these things, the Lord. Who brings out their host by number. He, he calls them all by name, by the gener- by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known? He, he's, he's asking this, this question. Why are you, why are you, disappointed in God? Why do you think he's not on your side? Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, 
The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is worried. This is the, the God that we serve. He is strong and mighty. He is, a, he is not weak. He doesn't grow weary. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't sleep. He's always awake. He's always working on our behalf. He's the creator of all things, and he hasn't walked away from that. His understanding is unsearchable. We can't understand him. We All we can do is keep digging and knowing more about him, what he reveals to us. But his understanding is so great, is so much... Lord, but I want to know more about you every day. I want to grow in you so I have this confidence that I know that you are watching over me. Have you not known? Have you not heard? These messages are not new to you, but we need to keep reviving them in us. God, you you want me to realize how great you are. Somebody needs to get a hold of that. We need to realize how great he is. He's He's bigger than any trouble that you have. He's bigger than any situation. He's bigger than any circumstance. No matter what comes your way. God is there. He gives power to the weak. Someone give a praise for that. He gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But say it with me. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I could go into a long spill about the eagles. You've heard the, the stories and why the writer picks this majestic bird to symbolize the strength of the Lord. You know that eagles, uh, once they get to the height and they begin to soar, they can they can soar for hours without using very much energy at all. This is what the, the Lord is trying to say, that we wait on him. He's going to renew our strength. He doesn't want us to get weary in well-doing. He wants to strengthen us. And the strength comes from him. And it comes by seeking him and, wi- and waiting on him. As our praise team comes back this morning. Lord, we wait on you right now, this this moment, this hour. We trust in you, God. Lord, we trust in you. I don't always know the direction the Lord wants to go at the end of a message. I just know that he always wants to move. He always wants our heart to be sensitive to him. So we wait on you, God, right now. Everyone in this room just begin to focus on the Lord you may even begin to make some declarations Lord I trust you I know that you are with me the enemy has tried to steal my joy but Lord I know that you want to restore it the enemy is trying to discourage me but I know that you want to replace that with your strength 
If you're watching online this morning, wherever you're at, you, you need to take this moment, whether it's live right now or whether you're watching this later, you need to take time right now as you're hearing these words to reflect on the goodness of God. Your goodness and your mercy, they follow me. You're here, Lord, right now. And every one of us in this room, we have a need or a burden that we face just because we're living in this life. We're, as we're traveling this journey, there's things that we endure. But you give us the strength to endure it. We're not, we don't have to face these things alone. We don't face these things by ourselves. So I take confidence this morning, God, that you love me. Someone needs to take encouragement this morning. Go ahead and say, Jesus loves me. Isn't that one of the first songs we teach our children? Why do we do that? Because it's an easy song for them to remember? No, we want them to hear the message that Jesus loves them and you don't outgrow the love of God. He loves you this morning. And his presence is here. And as he is walking in this place with us, things begin to change. Lord, we, we begin to, to rest in your presence right now. There are some that are in this room, some that are listening online that just need rest. They just need a, a renewal, a refreshing. And we get that by waiting on you. See, this morning we could pray for a lot of different things, and I know there's needs that are here. And we could take time, we can spend that energy praying for one another, which is not a bad thing. But there's also something about waiting in the presence of the Lord and turning all our energy and focus to Him, saying, God, I'm just going to give you the praise that you deserve. And how many knows that God understands all the other things that we're facing? He knows the reports that you've gotten this week. Some positive, some negative, and you've had to work through that. And those ones that are negative, yes, you can take those to the Lord in prayer. We're supposed to. But there's something that happens when we say, you know what? I'm going to just sit and rest in his presence and worship and press in and give him the praise that he deserves. And then what happens? You begin to forget about those things. Did they go away? No, but there's a rest that now when I need to go take care of it, I'm, I have a different mindset. Anybody ever had walk away from a project? You were in the middle of something, you're like, I just got to walk away because if I don't, I'm going to tear this thing up instead of fix it. We got to walk away. This is what resting in him is doing. Lord, we, we want to we wanna take a moment this morning and just press in. So I'm going to invite you. You may sit at your seat. You may want to come and, and stand. You may want to come and lay. You may, you may want to kneel. You may sit on the front row. But I encourage you right now for these next few moments to press in. Before we do that, I want to give this invitation again. There's some watching online that may not know the Lord. There may be someone here that doesn't know the Lord. You need Jesus in your life. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me and, and then come and talk to me if you're here or call me. My number's on the line. On the, I want you to get a hold of me. I want to pray with you. But say this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I need you. I recognize there's an emptiness in my life. 
and it can only be filled by your love. Forgive me of my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. I want to follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Will you just press in right now for a few moments? Let the leading of the Lord lead us for the the next few moments this morning. But press in. You may want to stand. You may want to kneel. Let the liberty of the Lord be in this place. Oh